This is Trevor Hall reporting from the Association for Mineral Exploration Roundup Conference 2020. Uh, Joined by my uh, good friend, and uh, as far as geologists go, he is the goat in my mind. <laughs> Greatest of all time, Mr. Eric Jensen of EMX Royalty. Eric, good to see you, buddy. Thanks, Trevor. Yeah, thanks it, for having it's, me today. It's really the timing of this interview, because we've had this thing on this calendar. just happens to be the same day where EMX is revising the share price. Yeah, we had a nice, uh, nice run in the market lately, and I think we're starting to see the market recognition and support that we've been waiting for for some time. I think internally we've been watching this the value we've created inside this portfolio we were kind of wondering <laughs> when the market was going to start recognizing right. this and i think we're starting to see it now which is great well it's a you, nice reward you spend a lot of 2019 just hammering home the 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 potential cash flow that could be coming down in the next three years from you know you there's 100 what 20 different projects in the portfolio if not more yep. uh but three specific projects uh, by 2021 things really could be moving very well yeah, that includes both organic and inorganically uh, created assets for the company, and it will. Yeah, our, our cash flow in the coming years is going to be superb. So we're really excited about that. Uh, so, what are the things? I mean, you're, you're rarely home. You're always traveling out doing <laughs> yeah. something. What, what, what's been on your list of, of things? Where you been at these days? Yeah, I spend a lot of my time in Northern Europe. We have a substantial presence there. We're the, uh, the largest mineral rights holder in Norway, second largest in Sweden. If you put all of our subsidiary companies together in partnerships. And uh, so collectively, yeah, we have quite a presence in Northern Europe. We love working there. Uh, great uh, fiscal regimes, great regulatory frameworks, great access, uh, infrastructure is wonderful. And yeah, we have a lot of projects there. And these things are, are pretty, um, pretty diversified. They include a lot of gold exposure, polymetallics. We're into nickel sulfides up there. We have quite a, quite a number of uh, nickel assets in our portfolio, which are starting to gain a lot of attention from the market in general. So lots to do. With the, Lee, the Leeville royalty is as been well paying the bills every month, mm -hmm. which has been good. Um, but there seems to be a lot more exploration potential new miners shared in the last few months. Oh gosh, yeah. With the merger with Barrick, you know, they've come out with some of their uh, their promotional materials for Nevada gold mines, and they include some uh, interesting, <laughs> you know, interesting uh, mm -hmm. suggestions to what's possible in our, our royalty footprint. So yeah, we're the future years. The, you know, we bought that royalty, and it had a declining profile, and uh, we knew that because of the way that they were going to schedule their assets. But if you look at some of the new, the recent disclosures by that 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 group now with the with the with the merger of uh, the JV and uh, Nevada. Yeah, they've, they've made some clear statements about the potential of our ground, showing new resources in our, our royalty footprint and uh, their development plans for that. So for future years and future decades, that's going to be an outstanding asset for our company. In a, lot, in a lot of these projects that you have royalty interest in, it's, it, two of them have <laughs> potential to be expedited into production. Oh, yeah. And I say that because it, the, the, the T-Muck Magmatic Complex, obviously we saw Zision come out and, yeah. and, and purchase free, free ports position in the lower zone, yep. which all eyes, assuming <laughs> that Zision's just really going to fast track that thing as quickly as possible because that's what they do. Uh, but mm. also with the Balia project in Turkey, oh, yeah. uh, that you know that royalty property got uh, sold to another company that has the mill. That's a, that, that was a big deal. That's something we've been waiting for a number of years for that transaction to take place. Uh, we had a, we had a very capable partner, Dediman Mining, there, which is one of the was historically was one of the big chromite producers globally, and they operated a, basically a pilot scale operation in the lead zinc silver deposit we have uh, in the Balia district. But the key to that district is right next door to us, basically at the edge of the resource boundary. Uh, you had the Esson Corporation, which had built a substantial mining complex for lead zinc silver, including a 5,000 ton per day mill with capacity. 
Mm-hmm. So it was inevitable in, a, in an obvious synergistic play for those two to combine their interests. Dediman sold the asset to Esson and we worked hard right through the Christmas holidays. Right up to December 31st, we had a deadline to beat to try to get a restated royalty agreement with Esson. We got it done, executed that at the end of the year last year, announced that. And so that press release came out in early January, probably at a time when the market really wasn't paying a great deal of attention, but that's a big uh, that was a big step for EMX because the Esson the mill will capture the capacity for production from our side of the property boundary. We've got a nice resource sitting over there ready to go into production. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dediman was a private company, so they had never published a lot of data about this, and Esson's a private company as well. But we're really excited about the fast track possibility to see production and royalty income st- enhanced royalty, royalty income streams from uh, Balia in future years. And that's like a year or two out. They're going to do some definition drilling, and then we expect that to ramp up production into a significant way on our side. There was another news release that came out before Christmas that I, you know, I don't know if the market didn't quite understand the significance no. or maybe timing. Everybody's, <laughs> yeah. That was prior yeah. to the holiday hangover. Yeah. Um, but with, that was with the Rawhide. Oh, Rawhide yeah. deal in Nevada. Yeah. And I know you, you don't do a whole lot of stuff in, in the lower 40. You, you focus outside of that. But, yeah. I mean, the more I, I chatted with, with Dave and, and Scott about Rawhide, I mean, that has significant potential for you. Yeah, I just got back from there. I took a, uh, I went out there to have a look at the asset and uh, sit in on some meetings in terms of how they're operating in that area. This is an operating gold mine. We own a significant percentage of it. And uh, we really like their production profile, what they're doing. they got a very good technical team. Uh, with another partnership that was announced with another group from Chile with a lot of mining experience. And so they've got a very capable operations team there, which is something I hadn't appreciated until I sp- sat down in the room with those guys. A great plan, and yeah, we're really excited about that. That's going to be a nice asset for EMX. It's not a royalty, it's a participating interest in that operation, but yeah, they're in production. So, we, <laughs> we're, so, know, how, so does, how does that how does that move uh, into cash flow for EMX if immediate. it's not a royalty? Immediate. Yeah, yeah. Because they're in production. They're, they're pouring Dore and they're, they're, these guys will be, uh, yeah, they're ready to, uh, yeah, there's some really nice projections that will come from that property. So could we see the uh, the bank account increase off of this pretty soon? We hope, Yeah, hopefully so, yeah. Okay. Because yeah. you're still sitting in a board, uh, about $80 million in the bank right now, roughly? A Canadian, yeah. A so Canadian. Yeah, we've, uh, we had the windfall from Amish, of course, and we've been waiting to, uh, we've been, looking at a lot of possibilities for how to deploy portions of that capital and and to make very strategic and wise and measured investments. But one thing, we're not in a rush. We don't want to do anything foolish. We want to take our time, study the various opportunities, and they are plentiful right now. We see a lot of opportunities presented to us being in this position, but we're going to be very selective, and that affords us the luxury of making really good decisions. All of us in the company and the management team have significant you know, ownership of the uh, EMX shares ourselves. So we right. want to see this done correctly. Well, All of us are CEO Dave Coles bought, what, 680,000 <laughs> shares in the last year or something like that? Dave's been very aggressive, and I know that all of us have been accumulators for, for years now because we've seen, you know, we've had the advantage of seeing what, you know, what the work we're doing inside the company. We've seen the portfolio grow from 30 companies a decade, uh, 30 projects a decade ago to you know, 120 now, but a substantial increase in the value and quality of individual assets in that average as well. So this company's been on a growth, uh, a, a growth trend for a number of years. We've been watching that internally. We know, you know, we have a good sense what the value is, and the market's starting to see that now. Which is I, 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 you could see the market kind of getting that sense in uh, late fall when yeah. things started moving, right? So. Yeah. 
Uh, like I said, it's just kind of interesting. You and I are chatting <laughs> the day EMX makes an all-time high. Yeah, we were pretty excited about that. So yeah, it's uh, yeah. Hopefully, uh, we've been done the work to continue this trend, and all of us are now starting to say, yeah, finally we're getting the recognition that we felt that we, right. we deserve, and that's going to continue. We have a lot of good things happening in the company. A lot of good people working hard, burning midnight oil right now to make this theme even better. Right. I, I, and I have to ask because it, it's been brought up in conversation, mentioned in presentations, but. There has been discussion about a dividend. Yes, that's right. And, and part of the reason is you, you, you have a lot of you have a good set of cash in the bank. Yep. And how do you redistribute that to shareholders for their participation? Like, is a dividend something? Is it just a conversation right now? Yeah, it or is. is it? Okay. Well, it's a, it's a conversation starter. Uh, but you know, this is a clear focus of our management group. In the next year or two, yeah, we want to be paying a regular dividend to our shareholders. And so, we, you know, we can look at people suggested with the, uh, with the treasury that we have and some of the, uh, you know, the windfalls that we've seen through time through our strategic investments. We could see ad hoc individual distributions, but that's not really what we're, what, how we, as a shareholder in the company, I want to see us deploy that money to, to build this regular cash flow stream mm -hmm. that we're on the path to enjoy. And once we see that, we have a couple assets, like you said, TMOC, uh, the uh, Chikuro Peki deposit. You know, Zajin Mining is putting in, a, they're accelerating their, their development uh, of that project. They're putting in shafts now in addition to the declines that are going in there. Uh, I was in Serbia last fall. There's certainly a buzz that's taking place uh, in, in that area, and they expect to have that in production in 2021, 2022. Yeah. And so, yeah, the cash flow streams from that, the Balia, uh, the rawhide investment we made in Nevada, of course, the, the Leeville complex in Nevada, we're really well positioned right now. And when those cash flow streams reach a certain level, of course, yeah, a regular dividend from the company is the expectation that all of us have internally, and certainly a lot of our shareholders too. That will come to fruition. EMX has always muddied the waters between the prospect generator model and the royalty model, obviously, <laughs> the, the <laughs> royalty generators, the tagline yeah, of the no. company. No. I mean, is it, it, it feels, it almost feels like the company is on the verge of, I want necessarily dropping the prospect generator because organically that's been. Yeah, it's been a bread and it's butter. It's been the bread and butter. Yeah. But, you know, in near term, two or three years, I mean, it's almost going to be a bank, a royalty company. Right? Yeah. And, and that's why, you know, right now in the royalty space, if you're out there bidding uh, for acquisitions, if you're buying, uh, paying royalties, especially on tier one assets, that's very competitive. What we're really good at is we have all this, this technical talent. We can generate projects very effectively. We've got a good reputation in the industry for developing quality projects, and we attract good partners. And so that combination of things allows us to organically build royalties in a way that no other company can do, not the global scale. And a huge advantage we have, is, as everyone's aware, it takes time for these things to come to fruition. So a project like Balio, which will be, you know, will be accelerated to production now, into enhanced production, I should say. It's been in pilot scale production. But uh, you know that takes some time. So it takes the time for the drill out, the discovery, the uh, conversion to you know a production facility, building of a mill, all those sort of things. That takes a while. And so the advantage EMX has is we've been doing this for 10 or 15 years. So now projects like Bali are coming to the production stage. So that pyramid that we always show in terms of project advancement, uh, when you start in you know two three years ago, you only have the bottom level of that pyramid. We have the entire thing. So this will become a conveyor belt 
of value delivery from our assets. And it takes a decade to build that. So we've been doing this long enough now where our shareholders see the benefit of things that we've been working on a decade ago, which is the timeline you need to be successful at this. And so other companies that start up and want to do this business model, we look at that and say, well, they've got a ways to go before a lot of the, you know, the, the seeds that they're planting are going to come into it, are, are going to germinate and form foliage and product. Yeah, but and ours are already there. And, you know, I, you know, I, I, I will say, you know, I, I am a shareholder of the company and I do do some consulting work with EMX and it's just been just an incredible year. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just been really fascinating to see all this come into fruition. I remember five years ago when you guys were traded at like 20 cents. You know, <laughs> we get down to the 30s at one point, which was pretty amazing. A lot of us were, I bought a lot of shares at that point in time. Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah. Are you buying um, now? Right now, my last purchase was in, in December. Eric, thanks so, so much yeah. for your time. It's good to see you. And yeah. uh, be well the next couple of days, and uh, we'll see you back in Denver, <laughs> huh? Yeah, great, Trevor. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks a lot for the interview today. Cheers.